Okay, we're rolling. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, you know, just being me, as always. You've been on the show so many times. I was like too formal of an introduction. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah. how you doing? Like, <laughs> so lame. I do that for people. We I talk every day talk or all the time. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, we haven't talked in a while. Like, what's going on? Just, uh, I don't know, man. The world's kind of opening back up. Uh, I could, by got little. to do do stand up again uh went to a show there was like at least like three or four hundred people outside and like heard music live for the first time since covid happened it was like pretty gnarly yes <laughs> yeah i don't know they're talking about a third wave where i am at so looks like they're gonna get back they've they've said something about a three week sh- uh, three week strict lockdown so we'll see how that plays out but i don't know if that optimism is still here i don't know it's like they I don't know if that's just like inherent because people it that's just what happened both times before we'd open up a little bit and then get slammed hard with like more COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's like, is it a net? Is it just part of the cycle? Like we open up and things get a little better and then. Yeah. Hey, remember me COVID. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, what's that? What's that Albert Einstein quote about insanity? It's like, expecting the repeating same. the same thing yeah. and expecting a different outcome yeah that's kind of what my province's approach has been to this whole situation it's just been like what's the what's the deal with the vaccinations in canada though like are people getting vaccinated like because in america um, you see everyone like getting vaccinated pretty much you have it what the vaccine did you get it uh, I was offered it, and I I could do it at any time, but I just still yeah. Haven't. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know, that. dude. I'm still not sure whether I want to put that shit in my body, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Now that I'm working, like, and I work in like what you know they consider to be the essential field, like I'm able to go and get the vaccination. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give very corporate answers when talking about like this pandemic in specific, like right now, I, I just give very corporate answers. It's like, what are your thoughts on this? You know, it's like, it's a situation. I'm evaluating my <laughs> very carefully. We'll see how you know, things play out and we'll stay calm. And it's just, I don't know. People are very still like, it's still controversial to talk about. So, hmm. People just don't talk about it over here anymore. They're like, people are just really people taking over it. Yeah. They're just like, you know, I'm going to go out and live my life. Like yeah. I'm going to wear a mask, but I'm going to go out where I live my life, you know? And it's like, yeah, we have indoor seating again. So like when you go out, it looks normal ish. <laughs> well, the UFC announced like full arena events in Florida and Jacksonville to be specific. And they announced an event in Houston at full capacity in an arena. Well, so, I mean, t- like Florida's its own fucking acid trip right now yeah. <laughs> of a state. They're just they're doing whatever they want. When you see footage of Florida, you're just like, is this America? Like this is happening here. <laughs> but they've had a laxed repro- uh, approach the whole this whole time. The whole time. So they're in that position because they didn't care or not that they didn't care, but they didn't they weren't afraid to begin with. So now they're in a more favorable position than many of the other states. But there was a moment where everyone was hating on DeSantis. Like, they're like, oh, this guy's the worst because they're having that peak of like 15,000 cases a day in the summer. It was really bad. And now it's kind of like chilled out. Yeah. At first, everybody, like, it seemed like it was going in the right direction here. But it's like top doctors are announcing a third wave again all of a sudden. It's, It's very discouraging to listen to <laughs> i saw i saw yesterday that dr fauci is going to be put into a children's book like this was a, a headline news article and it was just mm-hmm. like great yeah is that a babylon <laughs> b article or was it like a real one uh it wasn't a babylon b article for sure it was definitely like one of the cbs msnbc uh, okay uh you know one of those like reporting agencies if that's what we can call them um right. and yeah, I just like glad someone got famous from COVID, you know. It's like, like, all right, dude, good for him, you know. It's like, great, not that pandemic clout, yeah. And it's like, yeah, like, let's just, you know, let's just teach children. 
Hmm. But let's put Fauci in a book and have him be like a the staple of an era. Yeah, that's a little weird when like public servants become, I don't know, glorified in an, in a weird way. I don't I don't know how to properly characterize it. What what did he do other than sit around and say what the CDC said or what the HWO said and was an advisor to the president for it? You know what I mean? It's like he, he well, didn't he's make so wrong. Like he's been so wrong over and over again. Like he said that he would make the uh, COVID cases go down. Um, he said that masks weren't effective. Then he said that masks were effective. He said that he said, what did he mention about gloves? They're, they're useless too. Then they said wear gloves. Then they said face shield. Now they're saying two masks. It's just <laughs> like, I don't, I, I just don't know what's going on. You deserve to be in a book. <laughs> you know? What did you do? You, you did what you were supposed to do. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. Did you hear uh, they're canceling Dr. Seuss? Or I don't I don't even know what happened in that, in that situation. Like I DM'd uh, Zach Beasley, who uh, has been on the show before. Check that episode out; it's episode fifty-one. And then he broke it down, and he was like, "The publisher just decided not to make that book anymore, or not to put out that book anymore. Like it wasn't an example of cancel culture." Bro, Doctor Seuss's own publisher was like, "Yeah, like these books, like we're just not going to print them every- anymore." And everyone's like, "He's getting canceled," and it's like. His own publishers <laughs> are doing this. That's it's like it's from the inside, man. I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. it's just like these books. I mean, I grew up with all the Dr. Seuss shit. I want only one of the titles is vaguely rememberable to me. Like the Mulberry Street one. I don't think I even remember a single word out of the book. Well, and I know just... the oh, the places you will go. Or the okay, places yeah. you will go. Like they gave that to me for my eighth grade graduation as a present. that's i don't know it's just funny and then i saw like on conservative social media accounts they're saying dr seuss is canceled but cardi b is celebrated for her what performance at the grammys it's just the content game people are (laughs) content that's what it is no what's what i was texting i was hitting up zach too and i was like hey dude is this just a pr stunt by dr seuss from the dead because like those books are selling out. I mean, I saw someone in the San Diego forum for Facebook selling those books at $80 a pop. Like they became like novelty items yeah. like overnight. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, like it's on like, it, it immediately shot up to like the top seller list. Like whoever fucking could get their hands on these books are now trying to get their hands yeah. on these books. And I just think it's hilarious like that, you know, people are like outraged by it. And then at the same time, like everyone's trying to buy it. <laughs> yeah it's like you have uh when the yeezys were the big thing uh when i sound like a grandpa saying that but that's fine uh <laughs> when yeezys were popping it was like you had yeezy resellers or just sneakerheads in general they're always reselling stuff you're gonna have like book resellers uh, yeah but like buying dr seuss books that were like 6.99 for 80 dollars just because they got yo canceled. you want to buy 1984 original print original edition they're trying to cancel it man (laughs) orwell was really ahead of his time i do have books i do have one book that's like worth like two grand and it's probably one of my prized possessions Mm, and and it's an original 1947 uh first edition printing of a alan watts book on his denouncing of the christian religion and it's like Goes for like anywhere between like fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars, like on the internet. <laughs> was it a banned book? No, it's just only fifty copies were made. Whoa! And, this, and you it, have it in in the first printing, like with the oh, original. Okay. Like the the logo on the front, like there was only fifty made, and it was like the first fifty that were ever printed. So it's just like that's the, cool. It's it's worth it. I mean, just for that, it's like a piece of history to me. That's cool. You're big on Alan Watts. I always see you reposting the stuff on uh, your Instagram stories or your, or your, or you will send me uh, like one of the videos. I think it's the life school account. That's what it's called where they do the animations along with like the, the Alan Watts narration in the back. The one that I sent you was the Terrence McKenna one on Omega theory. Uh, but yeah, I, Alan Watts, 
Jiddu Krishnamurti mm. and Terrence McKenna, I say, are like my three, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, kind of like the Holy mm-hmm. Trinity to me, as far as like philosophers go. Um, I think Alan Watts was the most interesting. Uh, he was a phil- what he called a philosophical entertainer. Mm-hmm. He liked to use humor as a way of enlightening people. And so like he has a really fun cadence and he reminds me a lot of like a, a stand-up comic, but his content material was so in- intensely like intricate and like metaphysical. And like, it was just, if you could ever hear like a, a philosopher want to be a comedian and like make whole entire rooms laugh talking about existence and like the universe, like that's, my, that's the guy to go to. Terrence McKenna had a similar thing, but Terrence McKenna was like an, uh, he was like a, a, a botanist. I mean, he studied plants, he studied history, like he was like this kind of all around guy, but he lived in the time era where I was still alive in the same era that he was alive. Like he died in 1998 from brain cancer. That's so like, unfortunate. There was like, you know, I, I call him like the, the last guru of the multimedia age, like the last like enlightened prophet uh, you know, and that's because he was like, but when he, before he died, he was saying stuff like, um, you know, there's more acres in cyberspace and virtual reality than there are in the universe. Like he was very enthralled with technology and what's going on there. And he could see, humanism. Uh, he wasn't necessarily, he was talking about transhumanism, but he was talking like, kind of like what that video that I I sent you, like his whole principle, which was that accelerated novelty would eventually reach an omega point where everything became one source of consciousness trying to explore the universe. Right. I'm going to pretend like I got that and just nod. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's saying that through, through our, through humans, we developed epigenetics, which is evolution not based on biology so like through the ideas spoken language uh we've been able to speed up the process of development on the planet and when you do that that accelerates time forward faster and faster he goes um that one like more happens in one calendar year than happened in a million years a billion years ago so Uh, if you can look that's like an algebra problem I mean, it's like, you know, like on a daily basis for us, we get this download of news and current events and all this stuff that happens. And that's why maybe we can perceive that time is speeding up uh, due to the fact that there's more that happens event wise than happened, you know, previously Mm -hmm. ever before on the planet. So in this way, if this continues to happen at one point, we will all merge with technology and experience like universal oneness and experience the universe together and he calls that the omega point and like where everything reaches symbiosis and that he was talking that like you know we're entering this machine age where we're going to become unrecognizable to ourselves as a species and that we are going to like you know with technology like it's going to merge into this other thing and he goes, you know, I think everybody, like even your average woman on the street can feel this sense of like, you know, uh, Armageddon, like Armageddon right. or like this reaching point of like just everything changing or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And he goes, because whether it's in 100 years or in 500 years from now, which he predicted that the world would reach this point uh, December of December of 2012 just as the Mayans did. He said, you could take mathematical conclusions and make out complete hypothesis. Well, he's kind of wrong. He was kind of wrong about that then. Well, this is what, he, what he's saying. He goes, even if you miss it by a hundred to 500 years, that date, you know, the metric of when this is going to happen. He goes, those are fractions of a percentage of time and compared to like how long the world has been here. So it's That's like, true. it's really not a big, you're not missing by much because a hundred to 500 years is not a big increment in time. Yeah. Well, if like the time that earth has been around was a clock human, the arrival of humans or like the, the evolution of humans would be like at 1158 on that clock. So <coughs> we've done a lot for a very short period of time we've also messed things up in many ways but think about it on the anniversary of covid right march 
Yeah. Doesn't the year just seem like it flew by, even though it? Yeah, I remember playing Minecraft with my buddies and listening to After Hours by the weekend when it just came out. And now, like, and and I got LED lights off of Amazon, and that feels nostalgic to me now. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's been like the longest year, the most dreadful year, uh, year in many ways. It's been long, but it's also felt like where's the time gone? I just. I'm on my screen the whole time, just e-learning, if you want to call it that. (laughs) Just uh, people justifying their existence is what I would call it. So filling up your time. Like those guys, like those philosophers, like that's why when I, I mean, I've been listening to those guys for like, since I was like 21, 22 years old, like every night kind of deal, like I go to bed to that shit. Mm-hmm. um you know like i just i like to end my day or begin my day with that stuff um and that's why when like covid happened and then zach started talking about accelerationism i thought that he was talking about what terence mckenna was talking about with the omega and yeah. accelerated novelty and all that stuff so that's why i got so fascinated by it and was like what are you fucking talking about and like got really into that stuff and then i was like oh this is a really dark section of that mentality Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's kind of in the same vein but like it's not as uh hopeful (laughs) i guess is the word to say it like it just those old guys have a way of breaking down what's happening now from years and years back that it just blows my mind and it goes it makes me think that if you could just learn to critically think well enough that you would be able to break down and analyze social and political problems like philosophy and be able to see a glimpse of the future. I mean, if you want to talk about fortune telling and all that psychics and all that hooey stuff, here's an actual like touch of prophecy. Here's an actual glimpse of behind the veil that these people were able to articulate to large groups of people, you know? So I listened to them because in the same way, I listen to my favorite comics, like, but they were metaphysical. Like they were about, what's going on yeah. what's the universe all about what's dreaming what's this what's love what's that you know and i think that that's why i'm i'm drawn to that shit but yeah i hear crazy shit like omega theory and i'm like all right i fucking am so into this like tell me more mm-hmm. you mentioned uh you did like your first set back what mm-hmm. was that like are you rusty are you sloppy? dude it was surreal uh i was not rusty i was not sloppy uh, uh I did, <clears throat> it, it was like riding a bike dude I, as soon as i went up there the weirdest part of it was wearing my mask from the table to the mic and then taking my mask back off it yeah like, it's like when weird... you have to go into a restaurant you gotta walk in with <laughs> it, but then you take it off it's stupid but it's just one of those it's just one of those optics things that you kind of have to do so you feel better yeah, I just feel like putting, taking off a seatbelt when I get up there, you know? It's like, it was kind of <laughs> weird, like, in front of a crowd of people, like, I got to do this thing. Um, yeah, it's but, a symbolic gesture. But, yeah, man, like, I literally, like, the night before, I just kind of went over shit in my head again and just kind of, like, brought the jokes back up and was like, how did I do this? And kind of went through the phrasing mentally. And then when I went up, dude, it was like, I didn't have to think about it at all. And I had a blast doing it. And like, it was, it was unreal to be on a stage again. And then like doing it. And I, and I it was the first time I felt nervous about doing stand up in a while, like nervous in the sense of like, I don't know if I'm going to get any laughs tonight, even though I've yeah. done these jokes where before I was like pretty confident because I'd been doing it and rehearsing it over and over for years. Um, so it was really cool to go up there and be like, know the punchlines and my pausing and my spacing and stuff and then being able to sit through those pauses and hear laughs again and i was like dude this is great you know like is the world healing or am i dreaming you know (laughs) yeah huh must be nice not happening here actually we've been having good weather where i'm at so it's nice to see people out and about like people are going outside going on walks doing stuff so there's a sign of life Maybe I'm just being a little bit too cynical for the sake of an interesting conversation, but life is slowly coming back. If they slap another lockdown on, I think people are really going to be fed up. There's a big protest, like there's big protests going on. The news doesn't cover it, but they do it up at Queens Park in Toronto. And they had a, um, 
a big protest in Montreal last weekend. I don't know if they had one uh, this past weekend, but people are starting to get mad, like fed up. And if they continue to do this, that'll only become worse because people, people have like slowly felt played at first. They were like, okay, this is a serious situation. It still is. Don't get me wrong. But uh, at first people were like, this is a very serious situation. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of fear, a lot of like mystery. Nobody knew what to expect, but now it's like we're a year in and a lot of people uh, feel as though they just got a year of their life robbed for no reason when they could have been living cautiously, but living nonetheless. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I feel a little robbed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I feel the same way. It's like, I'm 16. I'm, I'm supposed to be out and about, but you know, I can't be because um, if I do that, then I'm a granny killer and I'm a terrible human being. And I got a virtue signal. I got to tell people on my story to wear an effing mask. It's like, uh, be cautious be responsible but you can't stop living and i think we stop living I, I heard something interesting not necessarily interesting but it caught my attention it was like for the past year everybody's been scared to die but in reality you've been scared to live it's it's interesting um what fear does to people right yeah and <clears throat> I don't think there's been a repetitious um, sense of fear, <clears throat> like, you know, across a lot of people since like 9-11, man. Yeah. And this has gone so beyond that. I mean, like more people have died <laughs> during COVID than, you know, 9-11 and Vietnam. And like, I heard some crazy statistics the other day where it's like, that all these wars combined. <coughs> And it just, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, man. Um, the I, most I think... annoying part for me is the gaslighting virtue signaling BS. Like, I understand it's a serious situation and you know, I, I've been nothing but responsible this whole time and everybody sacrificed a lot. It's like it, just the virtue signaling that a lot of people do on social media and in the comments, I read comments. I'm a man of the people. It is what it is. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty annoying. That's some. That's one of the most annoying things about it for me. People are annoying, dude. Like, well, I'm gonna quote people, that and put it as like the pinned comment for this. <laughs> people are fucking annoying, and we've always been, you know, like just we're not we're dude we're we're pretty stupid for how smart we are mm. <laughs> as a whole, you know. And I think that yeah, fear doesn't help, you know. And fear drives people into a, more of an instinctual kind of place rather than thinking rationally logically yeah. morally whatever they do what they got to do in order to <clears throat> survive so to speak i mean all the people who got fat <laughs> during quarantine man it's like uh you know that fear responsive i don't know where i'm if i'm going to be able to eat in a week so i better eat as much as i can now yeah. you know it's like fear does shit to your body that is very toxic <clears throat> and it yeah it makes you act in a way that you would never act really like if you could choose you know mm -hmm. and i think that everyone living in that space for so long like the trauma warps you it warps your character Changes you know it warps you. your perception of life and i think that that's gonna i've always felt like the biggest aspect of recovery about this pandemic is going to be the emotional and mental aspect of it people are not going to bounce back like i know friends who are like even when no one ever has to wear masks ever again i will go on wearing my mask until the day i die and it's well, like they say that but you don't know that that could just but be it's in a the trauma moment. response what yeah, I'm saying, no, whether I get they it. do it or not like if they're reacting to trauma and like they now they feel more comfortable with this thing which is like really like I, People debate if they're even necessary, like the Fauci's of the world. So it's, and, you know, it's, it's just really odd that it's more playing on the psychological aspects of humans. That is yeah. what we were talking about. Like the it's mental warfare, the mental. it's breaking people down. Yeah. There's two it, pandemics, uh, the COVID situation, which is awful. And, you know, the, well, the, the mind virus that comes with it. Yeah, Anti-intellectualism yeah. is in. And I think that goes in line with the gaslighting and the narcissism and all the bullshit that you see, like the virtue signaling. Yeah, like the Instagram activists just make me mad, man. It's just shut, shut your mouth. Just a bunch of hypocrites. Well, if you're uh, everybody's be, like, trying their best, man. 
Everybody's yeah. trying their best. It's been a year. Like, what's your limit? Realistically, is it one year? Was it six months ago? Is it I two years? Is limit. it five yeah. years? What's your breaking point? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Like, when are people going to say, like, okay, now we got to get back to normal? Is it ever? Is it tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah, man, for me, it was, you know, Wednesday, and I went up and did stand-up, <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to I'm gonna keep living my life. Like, I'm going to do it respectfully. Yeah. I say like, that, I but can't... even me, it's like, there's still, I feel like I'm, I'm recovering from the fear, like, that was brought on by the media and, you know, the situation at large, but it's still, like, in the back of my mind, like, like you said, that, that psychological thing, it's like, you're still scared. You still have that thought in the back of your mind. I'm the, what I'm really recovering from is, um, well, now that I've been granted citizenship to the United States of hey, America, my man. you know, it's like, it changes, it. it changes my perspective. Um, and also this is something I, I thought too, is like, you know, for all that we talk about, like with government surveillance and, you know, them, you know, watching all of us and yeah. all the tinfoil hat stuff that we've discussed previously is like, um, I have like a podcast. I do stand up. You know, they didn't investigate me as thoroughly as I thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't like it's. It was pretty funny because it's just. But they're like, not the deep state, right? Those are just you know lame government workers. Yeah, well, I, it just made me feel like the deep state's not concerned with me, mm. <laughs> and I should just go out. Like I'm good. Like, Live I your life. Yeah. Because before, like I was just you know. Like I said, man, I was like poking and talking about stuff and it just like, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I think that if at any point like they really because like there's a moral moral character test that you have to take in order to pass the application process and be granted citizenship. And they ask you stuff like, have you ever thought about committing a crime, but never like did it? And it's just like I obviously wrote like, no, I've never thought about doing a crime, but it's just like. If you go on my podcast, I talk about like dropping acid and taking a plane ride and like taking acid at the LAX security line. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm just saying, like, if, if they were really like, I guess, but <laughs> at the same time, I was it's being like investigated by immigration services and they didn't even think about just Googling my name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like that would be a lot of work. If they wanted to, they definitely could. Yeah. But that's a good point. You just got to live your life. Stop yeah, like what so... you know I, I, before i was so scared to even utter it out loud like you know i thought about it every time i would say it on stage or whatever it's just like i wonder if this could get me deported and now uh, i don't have to think about that you know like in america you're a citizen you can get deported for running a red light wow so like that's the kind of pressure you're on how many <laughs> didn't joe biden say like no deport need no deportation in my first 100 days and then he like deported a record number of people or something right let me let me fact check this but it was like a it was like cases that were already put approved by like trump and shit you know what i mean it wasn't like he didn't authorize is what i think zach was trying to tell me uh Judge bans still... enforcement of Biden's 100-day deportation pause. Uh, All right, so it wasn't on him, I guess. Sorry, Joey B. My apologies. You're the best. <laughs> we love you. I hope you recover after your boo-boo on your knee. From Everyone's waiting for you to fall again. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala put the grease on the stairs. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm kidding. It was just a practical joke. Yeah, Joe. no, no, no. We love an independent queen. <laughs> that's not what i was trying to say but yeah remember january 6th yeah. remember that day the hysteria and the craziness and the darkness of that day i mean that, and now it's uh, like when did people don't eat like when did that happen what what was that well well here's the thing is like that's they're keeping the national guard there now they, was, they were supposed to be gone in, in in march they're now staying on until may because there's still the threat that something's going to happen at the White House. And so, like, the gates are still up and the National really? Guard's still I didn't there know that. protecting All right. it. So it's like, it's not being, it, only thing that's being reported is, like, how the process is going and trying to try all these people for sedition and how many years that they're looking at and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But not one person has yet to still be prosecuted for those crimes. Uh, <laughs> well, didn't the Jake Angeli guy, the QAnon shaman, 
he requested like a vegan vegan diet in prison or jail and he was granted that why like the lady <laughs> that was allowed to go on her retreat she like had a work retreat for the nail salon she worked at and she was one of the people that raided the capital and the judge was like yeah yeah you can still go on your vacation and like let her go to mexico yeah yeah i did hear about that <laughs> dude it's like what no way like what and then Granted, special she... organic diet yes I was correct. It was because she was not considered a flight risk because they didn't think that she would run away in Mexico. Like Mm. that she would definitely come back. And it was just like, yeah, you're going to let her go. It just feels like so long ago. That's not to say that it isn't serious or, you know, I got to, you know, backtrack and say, you know, it was a very serious situation. I understand the implications of it. It was a dark day for democracy, all that stuff. But it just feels like it didn't even happen. Like it, it was over well over two months ago. It's almost April and it just like it never happened. I mean, I think about it all the time because I had to to like finish my process for citizenship, like for that whole thing. I had to send them. I had to send the Homeland Security Department in San Diego, California, a letter with my uh, drug arrest records and how the D.A. dropped the case. And I went to like a three month rehabilitation program and like I, you know, was a good boy. I got a good boy letter from the rehab. So like Mm -hmm. I had to send that stuff in so that way I could finalize. my. Maybe that was ignorant of me to say for like it doesn't even feel like it happened, but it's just like nobody's talking about it anymore. No, no, it is. I I was just going to say that, like, I only think about it really because I sent that letter in and I haven't sent mail in forever. So I didn't put my name or a return address. And I'm sending something to the Homeland Security Department. And I feel like the Unabomber, you know, like I was like, dude, like this is like, I just did something really sketchy. Like two weeks ago, they just stormed the fucking Capitol and I'm over here sending them like unmarked, <laughs> like yeah. unnamed like packages and shit. And it was just like, I thought it was interesting. Um, but yeah, like I think no one wants to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's like that white elephant in the room right now, because like everyone wants to just like pretend that things are okay. And like, well, you yeah, know, it's like, it yeah, it. it's a time of healing. You know, that's the theme. We're getting back to normal, the new normal. Build back better. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the vaccine process is, you know, if you want it, go get it if you want to do that. But I don't know. I, I remain my job. I, I remain very program. indifferent to the situation. Cautious optimism is what I would say. I just don't I like to, the idea of government overreaching abuses of power that are associated with this pandemic. Oh, me neither, man. I'm yeah, I'm still like, we're not in a good spot. Like, that's what I, like, what I mean when I bring up the whole, like the national guard is still at the Capitol. I mean, at the white house. Yeah. I mean, the Capitol. Sorry. It's like, that's, you want to talk about a nation looking weak. Like we don't look like we healed at all. Like we look like we we're trying to put a bandaid over a fucking like bullet wound. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't it's, know. It's, I just it's, really it's, miss it's, traveling. So yeah. I hope that that can resume soon. Got to get vaccinated, bro. For your travel. Wait, we will. Uh, I'll just do this kind of nod. Okay. I acknowledge that <laughs> statement. I am I'm understanding. Saying, like- I am understanding of the statement you just said, but, but it's like, they're saying you're still gonna have to wear a mask after it you're still gonna have to social distance we're not going back to normal yeah. it's like a slap in the face to just regular people so yeah <laughs> dude I, my job, I acknowledge there... what you're saying but i just i miss travel at my job there was a guy who is got who got the vaccinations both rounds and everything and he had his mask off inside of our restaurant mm-hmm. and the manager went up and was like hey uh you gotta put your mask on he goes but i'm vaccinated and she goes, I don't care. You got to put your mask on. And he like threw a fit. Because the first time where I saw someone who was like an anti-maxer, masker, but like was vaccinated. And yeah. I thought he could just like, well, I'm not like going to get it from any of you guys. So I don't have to wear it. I have my vaccination card right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was like, here you go. Like, I don't have to wear a mask. And she was like, yeah, you do. You still got to wear a mask. That's crazy. That's so such a I'm, bummer, though. Imagine going I'm through all that. that. That's going to be the new thing. 
I'm calling it now. Is that's going to be people who are vaccinated are going to be mad that they have to follow COVID rules because. But how are you going to call those people Karens or get mad at them? It's like you did. They did what you. They did what they were told to do, and now they're getting punished for it or scolded for it. That's warped. It is is warped. How does that work? Yeah, it's like I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, was like you get vaccinated, so we don't have to do this shit anymore. It was like you had that Jen Psaki, the press secretary, she was saying, you know, we have to let people know that even when you get the vaccine, we're still going to have to maintain social distancing, still have to have these practices in place still, you know, nothing's really going to change. It's like, you're just annoying lady. You're just an annoying lady. I don't like (laughs) Have the people, almost like, I'm just more annoyed by. Imagine that's their whole job. That's their whole job, dude. Like that's how, <laughs> like what? that's what they do for a living is be annoying, be that person. Like they're yeah, that. Maybe people think living. I'm annoying doing this podcast, and it's like, hey, I'm not getting paid, so you know, she's getting paid 100k, <laughs> or which I still think is like surprisingly little for a press secretary, but that's besides the point. But I'm not getting paid if you find me annoying, so there's that. From now on, I'm just going to assume all my listeners are just people that really just don't like me and they're listening in and like like spending time listening. out of their lives yeah. to like be mad at what I'm doing with myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I would like to take this moment to announce that I'm dropping uh, three songs next week as a part of my debut EP. I was really inspired by what, you know, innovators of the music industry like Dixie D'Amelio and Addison Rae did by, you know, being so brave <laughs> as to put out a song. So next week I will be releasing a three-part EP, three songs about my you emotions. Find it exclusively at TikTok, and you can find it exclusive, <laughs> exclusively, exclusively on SoundCloud. You know, but I will be making fifty TikToks associated with each of the songs. Be feel feel free to do that. So that's my big announcement. I feel very brave and open are you wait are you that. are you doing a bit or are you being serious dude if i made a song that would be used as like <laughs> i don't know that, that that would be used by the navy seals to like torture people <laughs> yeah i'm not putting out a song i'm not putting out a song but yeah i might put out a book i had a uh, teen author slash youtuber super cool person on the show last week and i might ironically put out a book one day but I think in terms of like staying in your lane, that's as far out of my lane as I'll go. I'll never mm. put out a song. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. But, you know, yeah. I was just kind of annoyed by like TikTokers putting out music uh, just because I've, I have so many cool artists on the show, people that really put in effort and are really passionate <laughs> about what they're doing. And it's not just like a get. They're just not trying to like build their digital brand and expand into the multimedia space. Like they genuinely care about music. And then you see Addison Ray just like make a song and it doesn't even sound like her. But hey, <laughs> she's making money then and she's making people happy then. I can't hate. Yeah. It's a it's a weird line. Yeah. Do you want to be on my mixtape though? Do you want to feature on a song? Yeah, dude, I would do that. Yeah, I'm not putting out a song, but that's okay. <laughs> Tim Pool put out a song right before the election, and I thought it was good, though. It was good. Like, it was actually pretty good. Really? It was good. Yeah, it was good. What kind of music was it? It was like an acoustic rock ballad. Oh, okay. I could, all right. I can see it, I guess. It's called Will of you the know, People. You know who's my, my, like, who pisses me off the most? Who? Of those commentators who's, like, trying to, like, be cool and like do music is fucking that nerd over at project veritas dj fucking what's his name <laughs> what's that guy's name fucking james o'keefe dj O'Keefe. he's making dude. music bro on his instagram or even on the project veritas like some days it's just him and he's like djing in the office and he's just like with his headset and he's just like dancing like the biggest dork you've ever fucking seen. And he's just like trying to be cool. And he's trying so hard to be cool that it's so uncool. Like, it's so ridiculous, dude. Okay, but I like, think just, that's ironic. I don't. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> no one will ever. No, no, but he's seriously. not like trying to make music, is he? Yeah. He is? Yeah, dude. He seems okay, like. that's lame. I like, uh, I like the effort that James O'Keefe puts in. It's like he's uh, trying to be hip and trendy and shit. It's like, yeah. stop. Just be you, man. 
I like how he's kind of a heel in in the commentator arena. Like he knows he's kind of an asshole and he leans oh, yeah, into definitely. it. He's got like the leather jacket stuff. He walks around all pompous. I like it. It's, he's like the Chael Sonnen of uh, <laughs> commentary or uh, media. Yeah, he's he's something else. He's a character, but yeah. Something else. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't watched a commentator in a while. Like Me neither. Even like Rogan. I haven't listened to any like Rogan or like I like the the MMA shows that he does because I've been getting into MMA more recently. Like that's been my escape uh, during this time or through the past couple of months. Um, So I love the MMA episodes he does. And I don't, I like the fact that he's on Spotify. I don't miss the comment section because I would read them too much. And I have a problem with reading comment sections because I do happen to be a man of the people. (laughs) Yeah. Make that on a shirt, dude. Uh, I might put, yeah, I'll put out merch. No, I'm kidding. Fuck it. I, the only podcast I watched recently was Alex Jones' appearance on the Flagrant Two podcast with Andrew. <laughs> that Pulse. was funny, dude. That was that was a great fucking time, man. That was that was hilarious to He's watch. He's like a comic. He is. He's he out comedian the comedians. That's a comment yeah. that I saw. Yeah. It's like and he's he, so and, absurd. And he's not like he's not trying to be funny at all he's just like being eccentric and it's like it comes off as stuff he doesn't even know what he's doing <laughs> no yeah he doesn't he's even just... understand and then he just leans into it and the more laughs he can get like he just keeps going and going until someone stops him it's fucking yeah. hilarious andrew schultz yeah he, he's cool i like his show or i, I like his special he had chris hansen on as well yeah uh, <laughs> what show was chris hansen on is it to catch your pain line yeah one of I, one of the like the catch the uh creeper shows i don't right. know what it's called but yeah i had him on he's like goofy but he asks the right questions yeah yeah but i don't know i've been listening to a lot of comedy stuff like the your mom's house podcast and josh potter's got a really funny show yeah and i don't know. i don't i can't listen to my own <laughs> that'd be very weird yeah yeah it's, it's, that, it's do you listen odd. to your own show um i give i'll give one listen for like 30 to 40 minutes just to check out the delay stuff because sometimes with my podcast there'll be like delays and like lags and like latency yeah. problems where like the audio will get off and i just listen and i just think like is it worth even keeping up? Do we re- try to redo it? You know, like I, I, yeah. I do it for with more of a critical lens than I am to just listen to myself talk or like, you know, actually listen to the podcast. It's like, did the audio come out all right? Is it going to sound okay? What does it sound like coming through after everything's been uploaded and processed and distributed onto the platforms? Because they, the audio file, every time they switch it over, it changes a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Um, so I, I just try to see what the quality comes out. Um, sometimes like my voice will be kind of low compared to like the guest voice and so like you can't really hear me if you have your volume down because the guest voice is really loud so it's like really sometimes it's just like technical shit that anchor i wish would get on top of you know yeah you gotta do what i do zoom calls then you just dump it into anchor but yeah does it give you a separate audio file yeah it gives you a video but you could also dump the video file into anchor if you have like the devices for it hmm. but yeah that's just to because i'm on youtube as well so that helps yeah yeah but i don't know i like i, gonna... I, I dm'd you what, what did i mention i was like oh you should stick to one uh like one picture for your art cover and then you're like nah man i'm just gonna do me i'm hitting a stride and i was like huh i respect that yeah it's yeah. pretty much yeah <laughs> exactly what it was that. said yeah um yeah man i just i don't know it's it's just what i see when i make stuff is like i'm gonna just do that and yeah. not let like outside stuff come in and be like well this person does that or you mm-hmm. know so and so like i just think that uh when it comes to creating art that comparison really is the thief of joy you know and if you're trying mm-hmm. to make something original and unique 
comparing yourself to what other people have done or like their right path like means nothing and like this this community like creating creators whatever it is like everyone's just trying to find their niche or like their thing and it's like i think that uh a lot of creativity gets stifled by compare like by just like thinking that you should be like that or like this um so yeah i'm just trying to stay in my own lane like you said and this is my yeah. lane like creating unique and different things and keeping it as eclectic as possible um yeah. and sticking to the true uh identity of the show yeah i'm i'm gonna be developing a new lane within the next couple of weeks and that will be my transition away from this podcasting field to making love ballads and <laughs> i think that's important the world needs more love so that's what i'm gonna do yeah yeah do it. yeah no i'm not gonna do that stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i might, might put out an instagram reel though because everybody says to leverage those to get like gain followers and stuff but i don't know i don't like social media i'm i'm like trying to just stay off of it as much as i can but you get sucked into it reels is so addicting just scrolling through the explore page yep it's not good i know it yeah it's just it's like it's it's not about like the quantity of your books man but like the quality of what's in them so it's like if you follow the right pages like your reels and shit like you know that's why i the philosophy stuff man like my feed is like all quotes animal videos music stuff like it's mm -hmm. all stuff that like really is uh i don't know you just gotta fine-tune and curate your shit like a good yeah. playlist <laughs> i didn't think about it like that or you'll be susceptible to everyone else's bullshit. Like, I don't yeah, need to I just, it, There's a lot of, like, mind. kids my age just oversharing about relationship stuff. And it's like, I can't relate to this. And number one, it just feels awkward. I just think people too, put too much of, like, their own personal business and insecurities on social media just kind of it's, annoys me more It's a form of telepathy. Pardon? It's a form of, like, it's, it's a form of, like, prehistoric telepathy. It's a transition to like, I mean, with, with Neuralink, imagine dude, like all your friends and your like pod, so to speak, you're just getting downloads of their yeah, tweets. Yeah, I won't be taking day. that. I'll chill. I'll go chill <laughs> in the forest, sit in the dirt. But I'm not putting that You know that what thing. I'm saying? Like where society is headed is like everyone's thoughts become sad. everyone else. That's else's. sad. Then there's like, what, you know? what's like, original no, about that? There's no privacy anymore in the sense of like, I own nothing. You know, and I'm happy. And like, I'm gonna be happy. Everyone's like problem. Everyone's problem is my problem, and we all think together as you know, in, in the same hub. And uh, all nothing's of our interesting are... that way. What? We're nothing. Nothing's interesting that way. It's like something. That. But I think that if it were to happen, something interesting will evolve out of it because that's human nature. Yeah, but you know, maybe do a test sample, but don't do everyone. You know. That would be like the Rick and Morty episode where there's the hive mind. That's kind of what we're heading to. So you're saying like it wouldn't be fun if everyone was Iron Man. <laughs> no, because then you don't have one Iron Man. If everybody was Iron Man, you're not going to have the Iron Man movie. You're not going to have the I Iron Man merch. It would if just every be like life. <laughs> if everyone was built like LeBron James, it wouldn't be special. It's because yeah, there's be only no one NBA. LeBron James that people look at him with admiration and awe right you know if everybody was spectacular everybody has something spectacular about them i would say in some way shape or form but if everybody was the same that's just super lame that there's nothing it's like if you were exactly like me you that'd be so boring but but we already are so different and we exist through only virtual space with each other what do you mean you understand? exactly we are different and that's a lot better but like you and I have only interacted in the hub. I've never met you in real life. So what I'm saying is, is that like, even though we are connected in ways which we are not connected, uh, we still remain unique to one another. That's true, but I'm not in your brain, you know? When you're taking a shower, I'm not like, hey watch, buddy, what's going on? When you watch my stories, you're in my brain. You, you saw- I think I'm in your thoughts. feed. I think I'm in an algorithm that's curated to what you enjoy. I don't think I'm necessarily in your brain. It's a showcase of the things you like, but I don't think I'm necessarily in your brain. Like I said, it's a prehistoric version. It's, yeah, it's, the, it's we'll the very bottom rock 
foundation of where we're headed in that sense is like this is the the first step into like a new like way and that like in the sense of like the people that are oversharing is because they feel so natural that they have become symbiotic with the feed or the you know the algorithm and the person have become one and the same because you identified them as so like it's yeah. just perceptually it changes things like it's it's a new form of telepathy it's a new form of communicating without having to use words mm-hmm. like like verbal outwardly words you're just putting stuff onto this thing and everyone connected with you stumbles upon it at different times and has a, a little pathway into your decision making processes uh who you are who you think you are how you perceive life um you know and it's like the things that I post, I post them because I wanted to see them or I needed to hear that shit or read that shit that day, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, in a way, it's like kind of seeing into like what's going on with me today without me having to use words. It's all images and music and it's all different things. But if you were to take it and look at it together as a one piece, like if you took my whole stories for one day and kind of sat and kind of looked at them objectively, there would be a connecting point to all of the things that I posted and like yeah. a, a streamline of consciousness that created this thing. And I, and you can document it, you can put it on record and it is, it's archives as the uni- social media universe would call it. You know, it's like, it's the saved and yeah. all these things um, become a record of you and can be traced to you and I become the sense of identity of how people can perceive you without knowing you. And that's a weird form of telepathy. I mean, there must be people on a daily basis that look in on my page and making up like an opinion about me that I yeah. don't even know about. And it's simply because of a virtual thing. We're not even connecting and interacting. They have no idea what I'm actually like in real life. So it's like a weird form of being in their heads and them looking into mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we can well, look at it that way. Hopefully my music career takes off before Neuralink does, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I just wonder how you protect your ideas. Yeah, you don't. It's everything is like you copyright your mind is open source. There's no such thing <laughs> as plagiarism at that point. There's no such thing. Everybody's one, right? Which and yours is that mine. Share economy. <laughs> What's yours is mine. We all collectively work together for something. That this is lame, dude. Like I, for a guy as creative as Elon is and just, you know, ambitious and everything. Why is that the idea that we all have to be interconnected and in everybody's thoughts? Like Joe Rogan talks about that all the time. Like this Neuralink technology, he's been talking about it for years. Like how one day everybody's going to peek inside everyone's mind and everybody's going to know. And they speak about it as if it's something good. It's like, you'll, you'll know if any, if everybody's bullshitting or not. It's like, there's some beauty into, in, in, in the fact that you don't know if somebody's bullshitting or not. If somebody that's, you, there's a beauty in not knowing whether or not somebody's faking it. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's how you navigate life by like reading people, becoming more emotionally intelligent, having experiences, independently making your own I- ideas and opinions, <clears throat> and crafting your own worldview. If everybody's mashed potatoes all together, that's so lame. There's nothing so exciting about that. You're scared of losing the irreducible rascality of being human. You know, like that. Yeah, glint, life, the, man. Yeah, life. the glint in your eye that, you know, kind of gives away your bluff kind of thing. No, not even that. It's not even a, it's like, it's not even about authenticity. It's just about life, you know? Like, there's good, like, I don't feel, I don't get the idea that you have to be inside everybody's brain. That's just lame to me. It's not even that it's like, <laughs> It's not even that it's like bad or unnatural per se. Humans have a tendency to be communal. I just think that's just very lame. Like there's nothing necessarily exciting about it. Hmm. It's not that it's unnatural or it's this and that. Well, it is is weird. It's not, it's just like, I think everybody's entitled to their own mind. And if you don't like, if this becomes the wave that everybody's going to be interconnected like this, and you don't go with the pack, then they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? What are you thinking? What do you, what are you thinking? What opinions do you have that are so dangerous? It's like, you're going to be entitled to my brain in a way. And I'm going to be entitled right. to yours. That's weird. It's intrusive. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that it's intrusive. It's just lame. Like you're going to go to a comedy show 
And then what? You're in the guy's brain as you're doing yeah, a punchline. It's thinking, like, hey man, what do you think? Thoughts and you guys are all connected, and then there's like laughing, but I'm not. So we already know what your punchline's gonna be. Yeah, I don't know. When when your buddies Balto the band uh go up, and, and you listen to them play, and you're like, holy crap, I'm nervous, or uh, did I just make a mistake? I'm gonna I'm gonna know what's going on inside that guy's brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's so just remarkably lame. It's just that's the big thing for me. It's just remarkably lame more than anything. Hmm. I, that, that's my take. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I don't I don't mess with it. Leave me out of it. I'll go sit in the forest if I have to. <laughs> it's just that'd boring. be a funny image. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just out there like man, world stinks, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> What's with this Neuralink stuff, man? I just want to be a person, man. That yeah. what what is it? What's the wording in that World Economic Forum fucking piece? Or it's like the ones that got left behind. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a friggin' on this. Yeah, it's like it's a. <laughs> it's like it's a Justin Bieber song, the one that got away. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just ugh, who cares? What was left behind? Yeah, you know, by Justin behind. Bieber featuring Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> Off uh, of his debut album, yeah, yeah. It's just that's not. It's not exciting. When you when you when you mentioned Balto, um, I got like overwhelmed by. 400 people in one spot so that was the most people i've seen in a group in over a year you know yeah. like physically and the the energy dude like the like the the emotion like the toll that it took like after me and my, my girlfriend left that show and we got in the car like we were just both so fucking drained like like energetically from just the amount of social interaction happening around us like yeah we didn't know that many people there, you know? So it was kind of like, it was, it was just intense to be all of a sudden immersed. And like, I haven't been in a place with more than 20, 30 people. And now here are like 400 people all yelling and drinking and dancing Living. and like, oh, yeah. And it was all of a sudden, like, it just became so overwhelming. And then like, we got in the car and it was Okay. Like, if that's overwhelming, imagine being in all of their brains and everybody's in your brain. That's <laughs> weird, man. It's like somebody just farted and they have the thought that they just farted and you know, they just farted. So now that fart is your fart because you're in their brain. It's like, you also (laughs) experienced that. There's no individual experiences anymore. Somebody stubs their toe. You also stub your toe because you're attached to that moment. That's weird. That or you just walk around with airplane mode on, you know what I mean? If there is an airplane mode, Hey, you'll be able to stream (laughs) the baby right into your brain. So for some people that might be exciting. Well, be able to play who... Dixie D'Amelio songs straight into your brain because Neuralink's gonna also be a streaming service. So, well, for people who can't hear or see, like, yeah, definitely they'll be able to enjoy things. Uh, and then there's that, and the fact that you know it'll help people with you know injuries and stuff like that. I mean, and that'll Alzheimer's, be the way it ushers it dementia, in. Dementia. I mean, all the things yeah, it'll be that... ushered in like that, and then it'll just en- emerge into like a weird place. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but. I don't know. You know, I mean, like, like, dude, like inventing the fucking airplane or something. Like, it's always like, dude, it's it's an but adjusting. But it's not system. like that. Yeah, the, but the, it is. the the airplane did not fundamentally change the way oh, humans interact. No, it oh, didn't. Oh, but it did. It connected you across continents, cultures. Sure, but all... sure, but the idea that it you were still near a per or you were still traveling to another country to whatever you want to do with other people it doesn't change the fundamental nature of people it just it changes the your ability did. to get there it did what the internet did man for the time and age where the internet didn't exist it made the world and people more connected to each other and more accessible to each other and it brought it, it closed in gaps listen and man I, I if you want so. to take that Neuralink stuff go right I'm ahead using it as an example of like we are progressing and evolving into something different. I'm not in favor of it. Like we've had plenty of talks. Like I consider myself to be a futurist in the sense that like, there are good things that could possibly happen with the bettering of energy technologies and whatnot. Sustainability kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Where if we can make it more accessible and free to people, that's the ideal. But like, ultimately we know that capitalism is a greedy bitch and we'll take all this stuff and ruin it. Mm -hmm. Like it does most things. I'm just saying that like, 
it's just undeniable and to look around and be like well this is lame or like you know like that's whatever like it's going to happen whether we like it or not it seems and i'm just trying to point out that like it's very fascinating to live in a time where like these things are happening um yeah i just yeah listen man nice haircut that's slick suits you yeah i needed it to get a job nice (laughs) couldn't be a caveman and burrito anymore wild man and burrito what burrito what's that it's an old movie it's old western Uh, and the guy had like uh, crazy hair hmm. all right yeah yeah it's a nice haircut i got a haircut a while ago but you can't really tell anymore because it's just kind of i'm gonna grow (laughs) it out i started this podcast with a shaved head and now i'm like 60 something episodes in with long hair so I'm not That's changing not the logo, long hair, though. man. Yeah, I'm not going to change the logo. I'll leave it. Yeah. Whatever or, feels right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll just cut it at an hour just because, like, I don't know. I have other stuff to do tonight, and I don't want to hold you up for too long. And I think this was good good for, like, an hour. We don't have to go, like, three hours like we did in past episodes. Um, yeah, for sure. We got some good stuff in there. Yeah. Just remember, the next time you take a fatty bong rip, I'll be in your brain, you know? And then my bong toke is your bong toke, so you're yep. stoned too. So I'm stoned with you, but I'm 16, <laughs> you know? Whoa, it's weird territory. Will that be well, regulated? But the weed was consumed in California where it's legal, so. Uh, but not for people under age, right? Good point. Glad we got that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neuralink fatty bong rips. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Shout out what you got to shout out. Just the Eclecticast on Spotify and on Instagram. Just look it up. All the links will be in the description below. <laughs> follow the podcast on, ah, eh, don't follow it. Who cares about social media? Just listen to the show. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's the most important thing. Uh, thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.